0: ready this is pod with me on today's episode we have dr liz aguirre she's a dentist a single mom and like all of us dr liz has her own story but what i love about her story it comes to show you that when you think like dr liz you can handle just about any obstacle that comes your way get ready because the pod starts now
1: well you know maybe we should get divorced and he said that to me about maybe three times in the six months we were married so the third time he said it, I'm like, you know what? Thinking about it, you're right. And when I said that, I freaked out. Let's go again. Brother. Alex, are you ready pod?
0: Hey, hey, are you all ready? Let's talk, talk, talk. Alex J. Are you ready? Let's, Let's go. go. Let's get a sound check. Ready. This is Alex J. Aguiar, and you're listening to Pod With Me. And I'm here with Dr. Dr. Liz Aguirre Aguirre the Aguirre. <laughs> the Aguirre You gotta get the R's going Alright, so You are a dentist, correct? Correct Not only a dentist, you're also a mother First of all, let's talk about where, where are you from And where were you born?
1: I was born here in Miami, my parents are Cuban And I've lived here pretty much My, all, my whole life, except When I went to dental school at Marquette In Milwaukee, Wisconsin
0: How was that like?
1: A big shock because of the cold weather. I was not used to it, and but it was nice, a nice change for a few years.
0: For a few years, but you were trying to get back to Miami, weren't you?
1: Yes, yes, of course.
0: You were mentioning before we started taping that you wanted to be a dentist since you were what seven, six. Ah, six, six six years old. Since first grade. Since first grade. So you were born with kind of like I was born with the whole passion of television. You were actually, you knew you wanted, when did you discover that you wanted to be a dentist? At age six, what made you say you wanted to be a dentist? Do you remember that?
1: I don't remember why I wanted to be a dentist at that age, but I always said it. And then later on, when I got braces, um, I ended up going to my orthodontist office to work in the summer. and And I ended up loving it even more. So I knew I wanted to do dentistry. My mother, though, tried to convince me to become an attorney. She didn't want me to be a dentist. She thought it was gross. And I'm like, I don't want to be an attorney fighting all the time. I want to be a dentist.
0: (laughs) So So when you went to school to study, you loved every part of it. Was there anything that when you were in the middle of learning that you were like, "Uh oh, what did I get myself into? Did you ever feel like that at any moment?
1: Um, Probably in my freshman year, it was kind of difficult because it was just like medical school. It was mostly like studying book stuff you know I'm like hands-on I like doing things with my hands even with my son at school I love doing his little projects with him because I'm more of like a hands-on person so when we started doing things in the clinic or in mannequins and things like that I really enjoyed but the book stuff i was kind of like oh this is more
0: book stuff if you were to open up a school you take away the book stuff or do you still need the book stuff or would you just do how to do this cleaning teaching the process and how to do it or do you say you still need the book stuff
1: you still need the book stuff but i feel like you know it's very limited the time it's not like medical school that they everybody has to do a residency so you have a little more time with like the hands-on stuff so they kind of jam it all into four years so you're doing the book stuff and you're doing the hands-on stuff kind of like simultaneously and then you have two years of actually seeing patients Mm -hmm. but i feel like they should focus a lot more for the students while they're in school um, maybe the business aspect of dentistry, which they don't teach at all.
0: Mm-hmm. They don't teach you how to run the business. Is yeah. that what? It, yeah,
1: yeah, not at all. They should do that in dental school now. You
0: have one child.
1: Yes, okay. Stefan.
0: Stefan. How old is Stefan?
1: Seven years old.
0: Seven? Years, does he want to be a dentist too? No.
1: <laughs> he wants to be an attorney, actually. I don't know why, but... <laughs> he has to find his passion, you know. So I I am very all about like exposing him to different things i have him in a whole bunch of different sports and i every time there's like some sort of an experience type of thing i take him like Candytopia. i took him you know things like that that he has experiences so he can choose what he loves and he can choose something from that as well you know
0: that's awesome that's awesome all right so are you a single mom or are you married or i'm divorced you're mm-hmm. divorced so how long were you married
1: well actually my story is kind of Let's, you know, different right because I I was I was married for a short time, just six months, when I was younger, and that experience wasn't that great for me. So, how I old
0: were you at this point?
1: I was thirty six.
0: This is after all dental dental yeah, school. You already had your practice and everything. And
1: everything. And, and and it was a pretty bad experience for me. And I never really wanted to be married, but I kinda did it because everybody was like, You have to get married, you have to get so married. You were you
0: were following this what society puts on upon exactly. us.
1: Exactly. So um um and and since, you know, the person I married we really didn't get along. We didn't stay married. Like I after six months I was like, you know, I don't want to be married anymore. And you weren't in love. I mean, I was in love when I met him, but during that whole process, you know, he just showed me a side that I that I fell out of love with, you know? Yeah, because so. they
0: say you really n- get to know a person when you live with them.
1: Exactly. So, so we got divorced, and then after that, I, I said to myself, you know, I'll have a relationship with somebody, but I don't really want to get married again. So I ended up meeting uh, Stefan's dad through a mutual friend, and he's a, he's European. And he comes here all the time traveling with his, you know, business, his family business. And he was living here for a few months and we we were dating and I had an accident, which was Stefan, you know, but you know,
0: life shows you it was not an accident. It was
1: not an accident. It was a good accident because I was very happy and he's, but uh, before
0: you knew it, it, wasn't an accident. How did you feel at that moment? Were did you ever I was
1: super happy? You were happy. I always wanted to be a mom. Oh, that's awesome. You know? Okay. And okay. I was already 40. So I wasn't thinking like I didn't, ha- you know, I-, I was like, oh, my God, maybe I can't have a, ca- a child now because I'm older. I have never gotten pregnant like before. Mm-hmm. Um, he's divorced with two children as well. So he's already used to fatherhood, you know, and he was like, well, you know, let's just do it, whatever you decide. And, and-, and I was like, great, you know, I want to have it. And we-, we both decided like we were going to raise our son. You know, it's it's a little difficult because he doesn't live here. But he travels back and forth and.
0: And he makes it a point to be part of his life?
1: Yes. So. That's awesome.
0: So let's say you would have had a kid with the one you married.
1: I specifically got divorced because I didn't want to have children with him.
0: Got it? Because you were you were you already predicted where that would go. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to have children with you. I think we should get divorced. We don't get along. I you think know. you
0: make a great decision. Other yeah. people would have tried because of of society, and you have to try, and you already got married, and you probably would have been miserable having a kid with this person just because of society and what they put upon you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you were very
0: liberal and took it upon you and and follows your little voice inside, which is very important. And look how happy you are now.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Was it difficult for your family to see you going through a divorce or or were they upset? How did they feel about those six months?
1: No, no, they were they understood because they saw how he was as well. They they know they saw how he was. How was he? He was very uh, controlling, like he didn't let me do anything by myself. Even with my family, I couldn't do anything by myself. If I wanted to have lunch with my mom, I had to take him with me. It was very like like that, and I'm not used to that. I, I'm of like a free bird, you know, like yeah. I like my freedom. So you know, when when he started like suffocating me, that's when I was like, I can't, you know I can't. When
0: you told him you can't, what did he say?
1: Well, he actually was the one that was, you know, like saying, well, you know, maybe we should get divorced. And he said that to me about maybe three times in the six months we were married. So the third time he said it, I'm like, you know what? Thinking about it, you're right. And when I said that, I freaked out. I think he was trying to control me uh, another oh, way. Like, like the, uh, yeah. we're going to
0: like say saying-
1: divorce comment. And, yeah. and I was just like, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, we don't get along. You married me knowing I was a certain way and you're trying to change me and I'm not going to change. And. You know, it's just easier, I think, if we separate now and you'll find somebody else that you're going to be compatible with and and be happy. And, and you know how they say, you know, sometimes you meet people for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Well, I helped him, you know, when he was going off on his own to start his own business because I had already started my both offices when we met. So I kind of helped him with that. So I, I told him, I go, maybe I was put in your life to help you like start your your business and you're you started it you're ready to go and you know it's time and
0: maybe and maybe not only that maybe to see things in another way and prepare him for the next person he's with maybe
1: yeah maybe whatever it was but like i knew that it was the end for us you know so
0: what advice do you have out there for ladies who are in a relationship actually being manipulated or maybe controlled at this moment
1: well i mean you always know you're in a certain situation. I mean, some people like to like pretend that they're, they don't know what's going on, but you know deep down inside, you have your gut feeling like you mm-hmm. said and other people see it and, and I think a lot of depends on what is it that you really want, you know? Some people don't like being alone and they will, you know, put up with that because they'd rather be with somebody than be alone. Like it just depends on what is it that you really want in your life, you know? Like for me, it was not that. You know, I wanted if I was going to be in a relationship to be with someone that understood me and accepted me the way I was, and wasn't gonna try to change me. And you know that we have things in common, we get along, and you know, and I have a boyfriend now that's like that. So it's it's I'm I'm very happy that. You that he's a
0: total opposite. He lets you be who you are.
1: Yeah, he's total
0: opposite. And that's how a relationship works because Exactly. yeah, I mean we've talked on the show a lot about relationships, and and we learn through each relationship how to be and not to be, and it prepares us for the next.
1: I would date all the time but you know I never really kind of clicked with anybody and I wasn't the type of person that I would just like be with somebody to have someone Mm -hmm. you know I'd rather I I wanted to have that person that I knew was gonna be my you know other half or whatever you want to call it and I wasn't even looking really and my boyfriend I knew him for like four years we, we, we met at CrossFit when I used to do CrossFit and and we were always working out together and everything. And like just one day, you know, he starts asking me, hey, you want to do this or you want to do that? And, you know, me, I've always been like so like, like my mom says despistada. Mm-hmm. Like I never know. Like, oh, sidetracked.
0: Yeah. Like my
1: mom's like, that guy's into you. I'm like, really? I don't think so. Like that type of thing. And he was, and I wasn't. I thought we you were just never, friends. You never felt yeah. any
0: flirtation or anything. To, no, I thought you?
1: we were just friends. You know, that like we were just hang out. And, and,
0: and when was it that you realized? Okay, this this could be that my mom is right or something.
1: He was telling me stuff, and I was like, Oh, okay.
0: Later, he started telling you stuff.
1: Yeah, he started telling me stuff. Like, I guess hey,
0: he saw what? the signs wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I can just picture her method at work. The wink she didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't see my wink. <laughs> What was it that he said that you finally said, okay, this is, this is, this looks real.
1: He just started like dating me and he like, you know, obviously they lean in for a kiss or something like, oh, okay. So it's like that is it, you know, and nothing. We just get along well because we have a lot in common and he's not, you know, he's not like a controlling person you know and he has a child too so we understand each other because we're both parents so it just makes everything like very easy
0: That's awesome I mean I've had guests on the show that they, they girls that they say it's difficult to find a guy in Miami what do you have to say about that
1: again it's not difficult to find a guy It's to find the guy that that fits with you maybe but I don't think anything is difficult. I if think you, it's
0: your energy, right? How you, it's your, how it's you, your
1: energy, and it's how you put it out in the in the world. Because I feel like, like I said before, people, um, they don't love themselves enough. I guess is the word. Because, you know, you can date somebody, and if they're not giving you the attention you want, why are you constantly trying to make it work when it's not working? Mm-hmm. You know, I have friends that I tell them, you know, if you. Just don't want to be by yourself because you want something to do and have fun. You can have the fun guy, Mm -hmm. you know, and you know that that's not the relationship guy. But, you know, you have fun with the fun guy and you like the fun guy, but don't think he's going to become the relationship guy. You know, you can have fun with him while you keep dating other people then and you'll eventually find the relationship guy. But I think people focus on one guy that that they want to like mold that person and change them to be what they want and that's never going to happen because
0: you can't change anybody at all
1: exactly so if this guy's telling you he doesn't want a relationship listen to what he's saying you want to be in a relationship with him i get it but he doesn't want to be in with you or anybody else so just have fun with him liz is going
0: to be my co-host from now on (laughs) It's true. I mean, I never, I never force upon a relationship, even if I like someone. If I sense it's not mutual, I just disconnect because it doesn't turn me on.
1: Yeah, exactly. You, you both have to be like, you know, you, you, the little texting back and forth. You know, you want the attention and you want to give the attention because tampoco you're going to be like always giving the attention. You have mm-hmm. to like, you mm-hmm. know, be, you know, compatibly doing it the same. But... Mm-hmm. You know, it's like anything else in Miami. In the beginning everything is
0: Or anywhere else. Yeah.
1: In the beginning everything is like and then all of a sudden, you know, people pull away.
0: Because they get scared and then they realize they're not into that person as much as they thought or they don't want to go that direction or
1: Exactly.
0: Your boy is seven, it's just you and him. Yes. All right. So when he starts dating, what advice are you gonna start giving him? Are you are you prepared for his teenage years?
1: Oh my gosh, no I'm not. Because he's such you know He's, he's very cute, and he's very smart, and he already gets attention from girls at his age. So I'm like, everybody's like, there because he's going to be tremendo. And I'm like, oh, no, don't say that, please. But, you know, I, I, I'm always very, like, um, I have this friend that I call him the most interesting man in the world, because he's done so many different things and he's done has had so many different jobs and 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 all these things and i kind of like want to make my son be one of the most interesting men in the world too that's why i give him so many different experiences and i also teach him about how to treat a woman or a lady when we're walking i mean now he's a child so i i put him on the inside but i'm like when you're older you're gonna have to do this for the girl you know girls always go first you have to let the girl go first you know every opportunity yeah. that i have i try to do that and i'm very lucky that my boyfriend is a gentleman and he also is like opening doors and he tells him the Easy. same thing yeah. so i really think that we've lost that in society and yes
0: it should be there. a lot of the kids nowadays are always on their phone mm-hmm. or they're not they're not paying attention to he anything
1: doesn't have time harley to be on the on the phone or the, i don't give him my phone he doesn't have time to be on the computer too much i have him in like different sports i have him busy 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 so there's very limited does, time. Do,
0: does he play out there any kids in the block he plays with outside or anything like the old days does that no, no
1: he goes to school and then he goes to like basketball practice and those are his friends from the little oh, you know yeah. team that he plays in and then he has, he does tennis He does golf. Wow. He does boxing. I do boxing.
0: All that at once?
1: No, no, different days. You know, like on Sundays when I go to my boxing class, he comes after my class is over. My my trainer takes him and and does boxing with him. Or like on Saturdays, he'll have uh, tennis. Friday, he has golf. And the most he does is the basketball that he has more more days of the week. So and then the tournaments and all that.
0: What do you have to say to those parents out there that that just lets him play video games all day long?
1: That's really not good for them. They need to ha- they need to be physical, you know, and do physical things because yeah, they're playing on that. But what does that do? And like,
0: social with the social. kids.
1: Even though they are kind of social on that, because when he plays sometimes, he Skypes with his friends yeah. and they play together, so they're mm-hmm. seeing each other, but it's still like, it's, different. it's not, they call it like a play date, but it's not really a play date. They're mm-hmm. like on the computer. I don't no. really like that. So yeah.
0: when we went to school, we never had to deal with shooters, active shooters. Does that get you nervous? Do you ever think about that or what's no. going on? Does he ever, I mean, do they ever talk about that in school or anything? Um,
1: they have he goes to a private school and they have like security like tight security mm-hmm. and stuff so i don't really worry about that too much no. and even in the morning there's police officers all around the school so i don't really think about that too much but yeah you have to be careful yeah, that, with I,
0: I think about when we went to school yeah. we never th- saw that no we never even heard about that yeah, so now i'm thinking imagine going to school nowadays how difficult it might be for some
1: right yeah totally so, all right,
0: so um, Liz and I are in a group called BNI, mm-hmm. which is, this is where, how we met. BNI is actually for businesses, and um, and tell, tell us a little bit about BNI.
1: BNI stands for Business Networking International, and it's worldwide. It's, it's about uh,
0: 85, over 85,000 people, I think.
1: Yeah, there's in Europe, in China, everywhere, India. Yeah. So uh, if you ever travel anywhere, you can visit another BNI chapter if you want to see how they do things we've had many people visit our chapter have you
0: traveled and thought about going to a bni chapter
1: no i have not but i know people that do especially people that are international and trying to start a business here in the united states a lot of them will come and and connect you know especially in our group because we have so many members i have met people that are like from italy or canada and stuff and they've come to our group and and they've said what they're trying to do, and then they start talking to people. And
0: yeah. so and what, what brought my attention to BNI is that they're very strict, and that's why it works. Mm-hmm. You know, you, if you miss more than three times, we meet once a week, there's a beautiful breakfast, and um, you have to be interviewed to get into the group and be yes. accepted, right? and then everybody has to you have 26 seconds like if i was on tv i've been in tv all my life and there's a little bell that rings and everything to tell your your uh commercial of what you're promoting for your business that week if you miss you have to send a substitute like a substitute teacher mm-hmm. uh to do your promo and if you miss without the more than three times it is they, they can they can actually get you out of the group
1: warn you first but yeah they, they they just start seeing your attendance i mean we've had people that they've kicked out because they have bad attendance yeah Wow. because you know if you're there and you don't show up you're actually um it's like a it's bad for the group because you're not helping the group like we all come there to help each other you know so if you're you're looking for a specific thing and i'm not there to listen to it yeah. I, uh, it, it affects you, you the know? whole
0: the whole point of this is give and receive so they
1: say givers gain like you're you're more about giving and eventually you do receive in some way but It's more about how can you help the people in your group. And if you're thinking, how can I help you? Other people are thinking, how are you going to help me?
0: So that's awesome. So yeah, that's how we met and that's why she's here. Let's go back to dentist, to your office. Where's your office?
1: I have two offices. One is in Coral Gables and the other one is in Hialeah Gardens. All right.
0: So anybody that lives in Miami can go visit Dr. Liz (laughs) Daggerry. Yes. Right? Yes. (laughs) That's how the office is called?
1: The one in the gables is my name, Elizabeth de Aguirre, DDSPA, and the other one is Expert Smile Center.
0: Awesome. All right. So what makes your office special?
1: I think that I have a very great team. Uh, We all get along very well. We've been working with each other for a long time. Um, I feel like I value people's time for the most part. I run on time. You know, there are those days that I'm a little bit behind because there's emergencies, but I try to be on time, so if you're in my office, you don't have to wait more than 10 or 15 minutes ever, Uh, which to me is important because I don't like waiting in an office when I go to a doctor's office, and I've had to wait sometimes an hour, so um, I try not to ever do that. Um, I am also uh, very gentle with my patients, I take time with them, I'm not rushing around. You know, uh, I feel like I treat them the way i would want to be treated if i was sitting in the chair and that's how we try to treat our patients you know
0: that's amazing um any new technology any new stuff uh treatments that are out there that are interesting all the time tell tell us one that you guys have that you love that's brand new that that finally came out or something
1: uh, one of the things that i use that a lot of dentists don't have is something called a carry view which it looks like a little pen and it's like a little camera and you put it on the tooth and it, it shows like a light all the way through the tooth and it takes a picture. So you may see on an x-ray like a little shadow somewhere that you're not sure if it's a cavity or not because it's so small and an x-ray is two-dimensional so sometimes it kind of tricks you. But when you use that light you can definitely see if it really is or not. You can see it clearly and sometimes it looks pretty big compared to what you thought it was going to be something small and you're like, wow, look how big that was. And it's great in aiding you to diagnose things because you can catch things early on and the patient you know could have had some cavity that became like huge but you caught it at a certain stage where it's small you know what i mean yeah. it's big enough to to do a cavity but not big enough that it's almost a root canal you know
0: how important is it to brush your teeth why is it why is it so important to keep your teeth healthy besides not having bad breath
1: well uh, if you have plaque buildup and it stays there over a period of time it gets hard and it becomes tartar. You cannot take the tartar off. That's why you come to the dentist, because we have to scrape it off with our instruments. Mm -hmm. So if you have tartar buildup for a prolonged period of time, it's like an acid, and it starts eating away at the bone. And that's why people sometimes, if they don't go get their cleanings for three, four years, they start getting bone loss. And once you lose bone, it doesn't grow back, really. You know? Mm -hmm. So that's when your teeth start getting loose and, and all that type of thing. You don't ever want to, that to happen. So I,
0: I gotta come see her because it's been <laughs> I don't want to say how long right now, but no. <laughs> I do brush. But yeah, now that I hear that, all right.
1: Some people are lucky though genetically, and mm-hmm. they don't have a lot of uh, issues with their gums. They get more you know cavities. You know everybody's different. I've never had a cavity. So yeah, there you go.
0: is it true i've heard that uh, people who don't get cavities have the special saliva that protects i don't know
1: you would have to check it but yeah and usually people that don't get a lot of cavities their their saliva is more basic not acidic you know what i mean okay cool
0: all right liz thank you so much for being on the pod um any advice out there you want to give anyone any type of advice you want to give for anybody trying to make it happen or anything
1: well, I feel like if you really love what you do and you really want to do something that you don't give up. You keep trying until you get to where you want to go, you know, right? Yeah. Everybody should follow their dream, basically.
0: Thank you so much. And one more thing. Don't, don't fall,
1: fall off, off the, the pod.
0: Do more on Pod with me. If you have not done so, go to the App Store and download our app. You can also go to alexjaguar.com And we are also on social media On Facebook you can go and follow us On Pod With Me A.J.A On Twitter it's Alex J. And on Instagram it's Pod With Me This is Alex J. And thank you for listening And remember don't fall off the pod
1: Let's get a sound check Ready